Hey y'all, my name is Seven Red. And I'm Manoli De Silva. And this is Stinky, Stinky Broccoli. Broccoli. You might not like it, but I promise it's good for you. This podcast is a platform to elevate the topic of vulnerability. We hope this podcast guides you on your own path of learning and unlearning as we ourselves heal through conversations. Join us as we use vulnerability to help navigate the world as 20-something-year-old queer folks of color. We hope you enjoy the topics discussed in these conversations as we keep vulnerability in mind and along the way, heal Heal you. Greetings, everybody. Uh, very excited here. First podcast yeah. trailer. First podcast ever. I'm, I'm so excited we're finally getting to this. Yeah, me too. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks who you are? Yeah, let me tell you about myself. My name is Minoli Da Silva. I am 24, and I am a sister. I am a friend. I am a spiritual life coach. I am an advice giver, an amateur skateboarder, Period. and uh, a soulmate to many, and Absolutely. more importantly, a perfectionist. I love that. It's the Virgo moon for me. Yo, yo, tell me about that Gemini fucking moon that you have. It keeps me up at night. It's too much. No, it keeps me up at It night. keeps me up at night sometimes. Yeah, no, it's a lot. It's, I honestly didn't know if I was going to be capable of following through with the podcast. Yeah. And, I, I mean, look at us now. We have the $400 mics, the Max, <laughs> the, the headphones, we, we the, might, the studio. It's yet to be found out if this is all worth it. Yeah, but... We have see, two listeners. You see. and me, that's about honestly, it. Honestly, that's really all that matters at the yeah. end of the, I'm at having the, end of the day. I, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A um, <laughs> little bit about me, though. Mm. Uh, my name is Seven. I am 23 years old. Mm. Uh, born and raised in Long Beach, except for the time that I lived in Lake Elsinore for six years. That's terrible. Which was a crisis. Um, I am an artist in all forms imaginable. I do the makeup. I do the dance. I do the sewing. Mm. I do the painting. I recently started making music. Um, it's going okay you're really just getting started i know i'm just getting started but um stream cloud nine by dylan because he's been in the game it's the way that i listened to dylan's you were Dylan's top streamer 131 times you know one day i i had it on replay non-stop for like three hours that song is it's a, it's so it's, it's so good it's so good it's healing Enough about this stuffy fellow over here. Manoli, why don't you go ahead and tell the people, the pretty people about you? So, who am I? Who are you? My God. Who is this guy? That's How did you get in here? <laughs> um, I am queer. I am a, a beautiful woman of color. Period. I'm Sri Lankan. I am South Asian. I am a child. Period. <laughs> I am a child. I'm a child. Period. Period. I am an immigrant. I moved here when I was five. From where? From Sri Lanka. What about Sri Abu Dhabi? Sri Lanka. You forget Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. I love saying it. Abu, Abu Dhabi. Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> if you say that three times, we're gonna, we're gonna, Abu, we're gonna get there. We're gonna go there. Can you be? Uh-huh. Can you be gay in Abu Dhabi? Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. Oh. Pack your bags, folks. 
I was yeah I I was born out in Abu Dhabi. My dad had a job out there. He worked in the airlines. So between Abu Dhabi and Sri Lanka, I was there every three months. I would go between those two lovely nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, my dad one day he's like, you know what? I want to put the put the family name in the green card green card lottery like america's doing that right now so he put the family name guess what we won the green card lottery wow i did not know that yeah and um my dad's like okay guess we're packing up our bags we're going to america we're going to america oh honey (laughs) big mistake (laughs) (laughs) and so now i'm out here um it's been insanity yeah, because look what is. happened look what happened look, no, look, what, look happened. what happened i could have been back home but now here i am <laughs> <laughs> but here you are here, here you I fucking am. are yeah and um moved out here uh lived in anaheim then went to uh corona the wow. way that i can't remember that corona corona uh, ie ie i used to live in the ie for that six year stint and it we, is, did, we didn't meet there though we did not meet there yeah. well i'm thankfully because the way that we were unevolved leos yeah we would have it not meshed. i don't think that we would have associated with mm-hmm. one another you it, wouldn't want to be friends with me i would have wanted to be friends with you i wore tutus to school and used to be a matchmaker that was my thing in middle school <laughs> i would go to middle school in my tutu mm-hmm. and my braids and did my thing and then I'd walk up to people and be like, oh, I heard that so-and-so oh. likes you. Do you want to date them? And would be like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'd go and be like, oh my God, I was talking to so-and-so and they like you. Do you want to date him? Wow. And I would just do that back and forth th- throughout the lunch table. I feel like you still do that. Uh, yeah, and you know what I was going to say? The, the punchline of that joke is, and people would make fun of me all the time, but when they did, I would pretend to curse them. So a lot of people were also scared of me. Oh. Which comes full circle because I, I still to do that to this day. <laughs> yeah, you do. I still do that to this day. Um, I'm a big, big And that's witch. why you need that evil eye. Yeah, I got them, I've got them right here. You carry that around. Yeah. Got them right here. I need one of those just too. In, yeah, just in case. Just. I'll buy you one, you buy me some more. I got you. This, I got is, you. Uh, this is an older one. Um, so you lived in IE, you lived in, in that, uh, ass crack of a city. How was that? Um, I called it an ashtray of a place. Oh, that's better. That's better. That's yeah, better. Yeah. I think a little bit. Yeah. Um, what I said was, a that bit. was, it was, it was, it was, it was a hard time mm-hmm. like growing up out there. Why? Cause I, I was in the Cerritos, the greater Long Beach area, Cerritos, um, for maybe five years, and I then I moved think, out there. I don't think the Greater Long Beach area really <laughs> consists of Cerritos. Does it? No. It's it's Los Angeles County. There you go. There yeah. you go. But it's not the okay, Greater. Well then L- I lived. LBA. I lived in the outskirts of the Los Angeles. I live on the border of Los Angeles County and Orange County, mm-hmm. so I have a lot of. You had a lot of access to LA. Yeah, lots of access. I would frequent. Los Angeles, yeah. where my um, poorly departed father, who is excommunicated from my existence, he well worked in the city, yeah. worked in LA, mm-hmm. and we would we would frequent there when we lived in Lake Elsinore. We'd be out there like once a week, twice a week, mm-hmm. and then we moved out here, and all my friends were like, "Oh my gosh, you have to come to LA with us!" And I was like, "Okay, let's go!" Mm-hmm. And that was a huge thing growing up. Oh my gosh, I was I ditched school a number of times to go to. Um, just the riverbed in LA. I don't you know have why the my personality for it. 
You had the personality for LA. I remember uh, one of the first times that I went to LA, I went to um, Santee Alley. Santee Alley for the very first time. And while I was there, I bought a vape. And it was when vapes first came out. Like, I'm sure that they had been around, but it was when they started getting big. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, whoa, that's tight. I want one. And then I developed a very minor nicotine addiction. I was like 13, 14, like having to, having to vape in my room. Dang. I did not so know that. Lame. But it's the way that the kids these days really be on that now with the uh, jewels, but the, it's, the, it's, just it's the way it was accessible. It's the way it's accessible. Yeah. I mean, the one that I bought at, I was like, what, 13, 14 years old when I bought it. It was like it looks like a pen. Maybe, yeah, right? it looks just like a like pen. A pen yeah. Fifteen dollars. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, whoa, I'm so fucking cool. And I'd be vaping in the drama room. What, tell me, what is it about? Is it what is it about vaping that's cool? Like Honestly, outside of the nicotine, it, it, what is it? The the jokes on them. This is actually an anti tobacco campaign. It's just really. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, nicotine slaps. Period. Um, especially after a couple of drinks, mm -hmm. nicotine slaps, period. Cigarettes are gross, but disgusting. Hit. I'm sorry. I hate that. It's disgusting. Yeah, it really is. And honestly, <laughs> I have heard, and I don't want to miss, I don't want to misquote or tell fables, mm -hmm. but I heard that it's also appropriative because when, um, what is now known as the United States was not the United States and mm -hmm. it was the land of the indigenous folk that mm -hmm. existed here. Um, tobacco fields, you know, they were taken over. That was like one of the very first fields of money. What are they called? Cash crops mm -hmm. that the white man came and took. And now it has been appropriated. I heard that smoking cigarettes can be somewhat appropriative that's, because that's so tobacco mm. was used at some point for its... Um, like spiritual properties, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for its spiritual. Same, thing, same thing with marijuana and shrooms. You, mm -hmm. you told, you were the one that told me about shrooms, shrooms. being indigenous to Mex Mexican shamans. Yes, yeah, yeah, in Mexico, and like there was this lady, something I forgot her last name, but it, her first name is Maria, and some guy in the 1950s, this white man went down to Mexico, he took some shrooms and um, he brought it up to. Uh, North America to America Typical. and that's when you see the boom in the 50s of people taking psychedelics and slowly 60s and 70s it became a thing Maria Sabina Maria Sabina she brought it to uh, she's the one who introduced uh, magic mushrooms to the US my point is that falling back on your tobacco conversation Everything. Colonizers everything. be colonizing. Everything. 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 And I mean, like, honestly, it's truly a luxury to be able to smoke a cigarette, mm -hmm. do some shrooms, and I mean, do we want... Dive in. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I shouldn't be calling a cigarette a luxury. luxury. Okay. I, but it's just... it's In a way, cigarettes are luxury. It's luxury. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If you have an addiction... And Audrey Hepburn, uh, Marilyn Monroe, James Dean. It's so Dean, glamorized. Glamour, I think that was the, that was the thing. The, the nicotine, the, the vaping. Well, no, it's not the roaring 50s, but the, 50s. the 60s. Yeah, the nicotine, the vaping of nowadays is absolutely, it's cool. It's cool to do it. Like yeah, for certain for certain yeah. for a certain age group of like thirteen to like fifteen. Oh well, I mean the market the marketing is there. Yeah. The marketing is there. I I used to vape. Like I used to vape. V A P E. Like it was just 
But I mean, honestly, when you start smoking nicotine at 13 and then you're smoking fucking packs of cigarettes, swinging on the benches at the park. Sorry, not swinging on the benches, swinging on the swings. I can't, I can't blame that on the Gemini yeah, moon. Yeah, no, that's not the Gemini moon. That's the troubled child. That's what that is. That screams, that screams, Trouble. somebody, somebody come Help. get, Help. somebody come get them. Please. Yeah. But um, um, needless to say, uh, appropriative nonetheless, but it is important to pay homage to where these items, substances, um, came from. Let's see. So you were IE? Yeah. IE was, was trash? I was in the Inland Empire. And then you moved, moved. The greater Long Beach area. I, I, I moved to the greater, I moved to the tri-state area. Um, I moved to the greater Long Beach area, um, where I could comfortably be a lesbian. Um. I love that. And then after that, I graduated high school, mm-hmm. hardly, and made it into Long Beach on the Long Beach Promise and turned my life around. Well, I didn't turn my life around. I was just like, oh, it's time to get a little bit more serious about my shit, you know. That's how we met ASI. ASI, student Uh, government. Not to say that, you know, there's anything glamorous about student government because I think that a lot of big orgs can be problematic especially when we can really have a whole yeah we can really have a whole episode yeah and the hierarchy the, the yeah hi- the absolute had, social hierarchy and the way uh, that i was it was a witch hunt they cast me out mm-hmm. of student government because i was shaking the table anyways we didn't even talk about pronouns oh yes my pronouns mm-hmm. are they them he yeah they, them, he. And mine are they, she. Period. But let's, a, a little bit less on the she, more on the they. Yeah. Um, a transition. It's, a, it's I'm in a transition for it. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't like being grouped in the term girls. Ladies is a no for me. Yeah. And ladies the, is, oof. At the coffee shop, that, that girl called us. Here you go, ladies. Have or or have a great day, ladies. It is the way that we I really was, did not look like I ladies. Was, I was, I was like, best presenting. I was like, bro, with my coat on. She said, "Dan, Nikki, your bobbies." Big boom. Yeah. It 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 truly really epitomized this year. The feeling that I had this entire year was that lady being like, that that femme person being like, here you <laughs> yeah, go, we call, yeah, here we you call go. Her. that lady. I mean, yeah, uh, we call her lady. She, I mean, who are you to assume my gender? Who am I to assume her gender? They're just gender. gender. Period. Gender, we've transcended it. I am just a person. How? That's the sound of tra- tra- transcending. That is that's the sound of me. Um, how has 2020 been for you? Tragic. It was tragic. A lot of tragedy. Really, um, a lot of people died. Yeah. Starting yeah. with Kobe in January. That's right. That happened. And then March, uh, COVID uh, really picked up here in the U.S. Yeah, it did. So it we did. were all quarantined. Mm-hmm. We were really like stay-at-home orders. Yeah, stay-at-home orders. nationwide. And then I was actually fired slash let go of, of uh, my office job that I had. Mm-hmm. So I was unemployed yeah like like other millions of americans a lot of yeah a a lot lot of folk you and me you and me and that's how we learned how to skate we're just like we i bought a skateboard you bought your skates yeah roller roller skates skates, and and we just hit the beach and we were really just um out there out there uh riding our uh skates mask on fucking ate it so many times same i like i got bruises from that also i feel like our legs got really strong Mm -hmm. from there we 
um, Black Lives Matter movement happened. The Black Lives Matter movement did happen, and that was also violent because of the police. Mm -hmm. The way that they had, like, sound wave mm -hmm. bomb things and... and it, undercover cops. It was just, it was a lot. And then yeah. there were so many people I know that actually were physically injured because yeah. of that. I know so many people that got arrested too. Chica, do you know the artist Chica? Yeah, I do. Chica got arrested. See? And I remember I watched their live and they talked about how um, the cops like really took them into a, a bus, a school bus, and um, there was no heating, no vent summer by the way, no heating, no ventilation, and Chica and a group of protesters were in that bus for hours, needed to pee, needed to go to the bathroom, needed to eat. They couldn't do shit. And that was just one example. All the meanwhile, all the meanwhile, I was going through a breakup. Yeah, that's a lot of it energy. Was really hard because we were all having to follow stay-at-home orders, mm -hmm. and I at home yeah and I had to recover and recover up in a breakup about a breakup at home by myself and it was the best case scenario why is that I had to just sit there in my own sadness and just as someone who loves to be sociable and be around groups of people and be around the people I love the stay-at-home order really made me really just focus on my breakup find out what went wrong and then recognize it's time to move forward. Cause, yeah. Because, like, I was really confronted with all my demons by myself. I'm sure. And did that prompt your life coach business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was really a stepping stone. I started my own business through my own introspection, recognizing that I had a really hard time being vulnerable in mm -hmm. my relationship. Like, I, I couldn't really be my whole Let down self. that wall. Yeah, I had a wall up, and my, 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 my former partner really saw that, and they kept saying, you need to let down that wall. I can't see who you are. And I never let that down. Yeah. And now I see this trend with my clients who I coach. Yeah. I see that they have a hard time being vulnerable, mm -hmm. and that really got me thinking, why do people have such a difficult time communicating that they're vulnerable and they their vulnerabilities yeah um which ultimately led me to reaching out to you to do this podcast with i remember yeah how, how was your 2020 pre-podcast pre-podcast it was a lot of peaks and valleys mm -hmm. i went through a lot of personal emotional growth uh growth that i think that i've been needed for the last couple of years, definitely the last two years, um, I really gained a sort of independence because I had to, like you said, quarantine, I really relate to that. Um, having to be with myself, a lot of time spent with myself, a lot of reflection and seeing how I needed to satisfy myself in a way that wasn't so dependent on others. Um, there was that and um, Similarly to you, I was also going through a breakup, mm -hmm. which expended a lot of my time and energy in the best of ways because I really learned a valuable lesson about vulnerability also. Mm -hmm. I really, I mean, Leo shit. <laughs> Navigating that pride is really hard and I could have, I could have done a little bit better in the um, communication I communicating vulnerabilities department. We both yeah. Could have communicated better. Yeah, and seeing pride. And now 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 where we're at right now in terms of the podcast, what does vulnerability mean to you? Now that we've had this and we've really thought about it and we've had this conversation, what does vulnerability mean mm -hmm. to you? Vulnerability is allowing myself to trust others. It also looks like letting my guard down. What does that look like? 
me relaxing it means most importantly relaxing my virgo moon putting it to rest rest, period yeah i mean absolutely uh it's the control aspect of virgo placements i am riddled with virgo placements and then if you want to talk about nature versus nurture came from a very controlling household so that shit runs through my veins and i think that a few folks could vouch for that aspect of myself what does vulnerability look like to you for me that's a fucking loaded ass question vulnerability for myself is really allowing myself to be vulnerable enough to feel my emotions when i'm experiencing them uh maybe the last two months i haven't done it as much but i've noticed over the course of my life i have this tendency to blaze through my emotions when i'm experiencing them trying my very best to kind of put it aside and not face it Mm. vulnerability is being able to be in touch with myself vulnerable enough to be in touch with my emotions because at the end of the day i'm the only one that feels them and experiences them and has to deal with them you know not even my therapist i mean yeah i pay her to deal with my emotions but Mm. i have to do the heavy lifting i have to do the labor i have to be the one to fix myself yeah so that's honestly what vulnerability looks like to me wow wow i love that thanks um, let's go ahead. That was perfect. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap that up. That Wrap the trailer up from there. I'll leave those who are listening with this. What do you think vulnerability is? What do you know it as? Or how do you use it to navigate your relationships and life? Next time, we will be discussing the ways in which vulnerability operates in friendships. Mm. Be sure to rate our podcast with five stars. Subscribe, like, and share our content. I'm Seven Red. And I am Manoli Da Silva. And this is Stinky Stinky Broccoli. Broccoli.